Hello. Joe, what are the name of the Toa Nuba? The original. Okay, cool. So, Joe, I figured the best way to wake you up would be a technical difficulty. But furthermore, uh-huh. I'm looking at the way I recorded, and I did not pick up any of your uh, beating that quiz. So the listeners did not hear that. God damn it. You should just, you should just throw the whole thing away. I'm going to. We're going to start off. Hey, good morning, Joe. I feel like we started off on the wrong foot this morning. Uh... Yeah? How do you sleep? Talk to me. Terribly. Uh oh. I feel. I feel. Yeah. You dream anything? Oh, the sweet release of death. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I feel that. I feel that. Fortunately, that ain't coming to you, bud. Partner, pal. Yep. For the listener, since I have thrown away everything before this, um, we just had an audio malfunction. Lost like four minutes. Joe did great on a test. Joe named all the Toamata like by themselves. I'm so proud. So fucking great. But that's dead now. That's dead and in the past. It's buried. Mm-hmm. You could just. You could just. Throw this away too, and call me in on Wednesday. Following Neri's past, Vakama soon found himself yeah. in an abandoned section of Tamashu, <laughs> the vicinity of which I'm already up, motherfucker. I'm not going back to bed. Of which had I mean, been me terrible. too. This is my fucking like life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still have a job. Yeah, your job right now is to absorb bionicle knowledge, like the. The Toa sponge you are. Oh, that's not much out. Yep. You signed up for it, homie. Well, no, I signed up to do a podcast. Can't wait for fucking for the Homestuck podcast where you call me at 2.30 in the morning and talk to me oh. about Vriska. Is that right? Is that a thing? That's one of them. It'll take a while to get there. Alright, and then like there's a big horoscope. Sure. Is that also right? Kinda. And there's somebody who like time travels. And most the, people do. Most people do. Okay. And there's what else? The art is gross. <laughs> That's not true. Maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. There's something about they warned us about the stairs, bro. There's that that. Something about warning people. Important piece of art ever created. There's an in-universe webcomic. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I know about Homestuck. I feel like I know more about Naruto than I know about Homestuck. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. What can you say for my interests, Joe? You know nothing. Uh, <laughs> I know you. You must be sick of talking about Bionicle. I I really fucking am. Um, as Vakama peered about the streets, he saw a thin vine purposely snaking its way into a building. Vakama entered the structure in question and found Nuri imprisoned by rubble and threatened by the vines. The vine, the vines was like, "Hey, you can't come around here no more." And Fury was like, "I live here." And the vines were like, ah, you was going to die today. You can't disrespect me. Vakama <laughs> sent the plant away with a disc of teleportation ability and freed Neri from the rubble. Neri spoke harshly to the Toa and related his disdain that Vakama had chosen to forge the Val instead of him. But Vakama reprimanded him and accused him of being incredibly egotistic. Always good. As they spoke, Neri agreed that he would offer his help to locate the great disc. He had continued to harbor his ill will and mur- mutter of the legend he had hoped to become of this task. Okama fought with Neri no longer and just shook his head before taking the Matoran to the Great Temple to regroup with the other Toamatru. Nokama. Nokama took a brief walk from the Great Temple and returned to the main roads of her kindred city of Gametru. She saw many of her old friends n- now through the eyes of Atoa and went to speak with them, much to her chagrin. She found that they did not perceive her as Nokama and did not believe that she was one of the Toa. Saddened, she returned to her search for Viasola, a friend of hers who also idolized her. Nokama believed hers to be a light task, as Vizola always wished to spend time with her. After finding her absent throughout the city, Nokama visited Vizola's home, where she found carvings. Nokama hesitated for respect for her student, but with grave circumstances at hand, she checked through it. Nokama learned of personal things of Vizola, as well as the hurtful truth that she harbored jealousy of her teacher. Shocking turn of events, right, Joe? Uh-huh. Do you remember Nokama? Do you remember who Nokama was? Who How how we know Nokama? Not a fucking chance. Do you remember what makes the Toa Metru special? Um, nope. Do you remember discs? That's technically one of the answers. Do you remember what makes? Do you remember the Taraga from the Toamata times? Uh, that's a word. Do you remember what their whole fucking shtick was? Um, no. Was it discs? <laughs> you failed me for the last time. <laughs> I wish. Were it not for I the laws, me. were it not for the laws of this land, I would have killed you. <laughs> Please kill me. Set me free. We recorded the other night, From and it was pleasant. Coil. It was like so nice to get on a podcast with you. Be like, hey, we're we don't hate each other right now. <laughs> Uh-huh. That sure went out the window, huh? <laughs> is this is not what the show is. No, it's not. It's it's antagonize our friends. Mm-hmm. 
Nokama heavily left Visola's dwelling and went to one of the Metru's school of purification, where she thought Visola would surely be. The Toa Metru of water instead found the laboratory to be violently ruined. She spoke to the Matoran workers. She spoke to the Matoran workers there and discovered that a four-legged being had witnessed prowling through the vicinity and rampaged the building. Nokama, unsurprised, found notes about the great discs and gravely returned to Visola's home in an attempt to learn more. As she searched more carefully, Nokama discovered a safe that once open revealed studies about the Morbazak vines in Metru Nui. She further discovered that Visola was scheduled to meet someone at the top of one of Metru's buildings. Hey, Joe, who are the two characters in this conversation that we're having? I don't fucking know. Give, give me a go. Just try it. Try to get one of them. I, I, I can't. You got it. Starts with an N. Naruto. Yep, Naruto. Naruto, comma. Which sounds like Naruto. it is... Naruto Kama is the Toa of Water in the Toa Metro. Okay. And she is trying to find Visola. Um, Visola Mortensen. Is that anything? No. Alright. Remember that. <laughs> I've already forgotten it. I know you have. Do you remember the Toa's name? Naruto? Naruto Kama. You gotta add the comma or else I'm not gonna count it. see here alarmed Nokama darted out of the house and soon halted at the sight of a crowd of Matorans staring skyward in shock she followed the Matorans gaze and saw Visola on the summit of a building in terrible danger of plummeting Nokama rushed to a canal and by calling up the force of water like protodermis for the first time she flung herself at the sky and alighted upon the structure Visola was indebted to Nokama that day and after they spoke to another in the light near the tragedy, Nakama told Vasola to return with her to the Great Temple. Next, Matau. Do you remember what color Matau was? No. We hate him the most. Do you remember what color Toa we hate the most often? Green. You bet your ass. So what color is Matau? Green. Hell yeah. If he's from, if he's green, then where is he from? I, basic logic puzzle. You're succeeding right now. I hope you're excited. This is like a fucking telltale game up in here. Uh Joe will remember that. If he's green, where is he from? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you do. I don't know. I don't know. You named the Toa earlier, and you know the word for city. What Toa? Which Toa? The original ones. They're all named after the original ones. <laughs> uh, so the original green Toa. What was his name? Um, that one's Leela. Yep. And... Do you remember the is word Lee, for... Is it well, Lee Koro? Yes, you would be correct, but you're wrong, because we're in Metro okay. Nui, and so they're all Metro now. So it's... Oh, I don't care. It's a Lee Metro, but you nailed it. You fucking crushed it. 
you have that knowledge in your Why brain do now. you imply that I knew the word for city if it's different now? Because I wanted you to engage with that memory and that knowledge and activate it. So that way it's like fresher in your head. My, uh, what, I, what I want the end goal for this podcast, Joe, is for you to make a Bionicle reference on a different show. I won't. I, I refuse. I know. I know, but that's I, I realized that I was listening to the Patreon episode of Got It Memorized, uh, patreon.com slash memorizecast. And um, I was like, man, once Joe talks about Bionicle, I'll be free. I'll have won. And so, I mean, if that's all it takes for you to stop fucking calling me, I, I'm just saying, I got your shows in my feed, Joe. <laughs> Never hurts to try. <laughs> Matal was the most uplifted by the gift of becoming a Toa. After he flew on the wind from the Great Temple, Matal swiftly traveled to Lei Metru via the shoot network of the city. He sought out his old friends and told them the tale of what had happened to him. Although none believed him, he managed to gleam information about the Matora named Or Orkam Orkam. One who knew the location of one of the great discs and a chief Usul rider. Orkam and Matal were of completely opposite temperaments, while Matal was often heavy air quotes, witty, and agile in body and talk, Orkam's nature was to be meticulous and slow. As a result, the two Matoran never came to share a great comradeship much to the disappointment of the Toa Metru of Air. They don't like each other. I don't like him either. <laughs> I'm watered in seven Metrus. <laughs> That's funny, Joe. Come on. <laughs> was it a joke? I couldn't tell. I'm gonna... I guess, to... I mean, I could tell it was like a, an attempt at a joke cause, because of the way you like said it and then like stopped. But like, I don't know if I would say it was funny or effective. I hope when you go to the Coheed concert, they only play Welcome Home, and then they walk off the stage. That is the most evil thing you've ever said. <laughs> that is like fundamentally the lowest you've ever like stooped as a, as a human. I hope it's Welcome Home and Gravediggers and Gunslingers, and they put those two alternating each other, and then they end right. with a 20-minute solo. One of those songs is good. <laughs> wow, Fair one of them is like one of their best songs. One of them is good because it has three guitar solos in it. They they both have like three guitar solos <laughs> wow. in it. Like at least in the double digits of guitar solos. It's a goddamn mid two thousand Queen Cambria song. Did I tell you the other day I was at work and I came in and my coworker was listening to like fucking Three Doors Down or some shit. I was like, we're not going to listen to your butt rock. We'll listen to my approved butt rock. And I put on Coheed and Cambria, and he didn't notice a difference. Uh-huh. It was beautiful. And then I slowly transitioned from Coheed and Cambria to other stuff. But Coheed and Cambria being my, like, I'll play this at the end of your fucking Amazon radio, and you won't notice that the music has changed, and I'm in control now. I'm the captain now. I'm the crowing now. Look at me. Vital began his search. Which which foot of the Toa do you think is the crowing? Um, I mean, the crowing is more or less the same thing as uh, like putting on the mask of light. So 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 Takao is the crowing. 
That... Yeah, he's a useless piece of shit small boy who eventually becomes the most important thing because pff, what's a what's a story writer? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> my hot take on like I don't know fifty percent of media. <laughs> Turns out you just kind of hate the way most people do stories. That being said, everyone when everyone sucks. does the goddamn same thing, yes. Mouse is like, preach. <laughs> Fucking tell him. Please stop being mad long enough to feed me. Mm-hmm. That's a mood. Mattel began his search of the Metro by entering a prominent chute. To his almost fatal discovery, the chute had been tampered with. He escaped with his life in the, from, from the transportation tube through the use of his power of air. He urgently searched Orcom's... Orcam? Orcam's Usel Pit. He found Orcam's log, and he learned that someone had threatened the Matoran's favorite Usel, a creature named <gasps> Get This Motherfucker, Puku. It's Puku. Do you remember Puku? Goddamn crab. Goddamn crab. It's the goddamn crab. It's the same crab. It's R2D crab right here. Just oh. fucking. Why didn't Puku tell us? Orcam had been bluntly told to go to Sector 3 of Lay Metru and surrender the Great Disc. Mat Matau entered the chute network once more, knowing full well that Sector 3 was an incredibly dangerous area due to the Morbazach attacks, causing several chute breakdowns. Again, the chute he was traveling in was tampered with, and he found its end to be splintered. Flying through the air, he found Orcam pinned under an arrangement of cables. Matau quickly freed the Matoran, and no sooner had the mission been accomplished than the Morbazach's vines approached. Flying off straightaways, Matau was told by Orcom that the one named Ankmau desired the Ankmau? Ankmau. Yeah, I hope it is. And that he had been stalked by two beings called Nidiki and Kreka. Taking note of this tale, Matau flew off to the north to the Great Temple. Hey, Joe, do you know, do you remember Nidiki? Um. Unfortunately, I do remember the name. Yep, yep, yep. From the tale, the many deaths of Toa Tuya. Uh huh. And he, he was a Toa that got turned into a dark hunter. Cool. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. You're learning so more. Cool. You're learning more every day. Do you have something you want to talk about? You want to bring something to the table? You want to you want to chat? What are you eating no, for breakfast? No, the sooner, the sooner you finish, the better. The, the, the Us finishing is a time constraint, not necessarily a content constraint. So I'm trying to give you a reprieve here. Look, I I gave up a long time about, about making like a good show, good radio. <laughs> and it's just like, you know what? I need to just let you read information that no one cares about for at least like 15 minutes an episode. It's always longer it's than 15, worth. baby. It's always like 25 to 30. That's like the whole fucking episode, though. Yeah. You know what? Here we go. Let's get to bed and start harassing you. Yeah. We're going to talk about the shoot or system. Claudio Sanchez. Claudio Sanchez. I I'm, I'm I gotta book a, a guest on uh, Bed Bath and Bionicle and have a three way call. That'll be the good shit. Body is not doing anything else. 
let's talk about the chute system really quick. Claudio sure as fuck ain't. The chute system was a method of transportation centered in Le Metro, which extended over all of Metro Nui. Let's talk about... Oh, here's a little... Um, a map of the fucking, like... The fucking chute L. Or whatever the fuck. There you go. In case you needed to get around Metro Nui. The chute system was invented and put into practice after... Turaga Doom was appointed the leader of Metro Nui approximately 15,000 years ago. From its conception, the system was managed by the Le Matoran who controlled the chutes from the chute stations. The chutes ranged over the entire island and were used as efficient transport between the Metro. Chutes were also utilized in other areas in the Matoran universe, such as small cities. The illegal activity of disc surfing in the chutes sprang up. Though Matoran who participated in it were rarely punished for it unless they disrupted others' work or sustained injuries that prevented them from working. Wow, this is some fucking rigor shit. This sport was especially popular with Le Matoran, many of whom knew where the best chute tracks could be found. The chute system became an essential part of the habitats of several species of Rahi. Chute lurkers lived and hunted inside of the chutes, and Nui Rama often fed on liquid promodermis contained within them. The Komatoran scholar Ihu was killed when a swarm of birds attacked the chute he was riding on, defeating the protodermis. Do you remember what chutes are, Joe? Nope. You, you want to fucking give it a go? Nope. You don't even want to fucking nope. try? Nope. No. 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 Keep going. Oh, buddy. After the... T uh, yeah. That'll come later. There we go. Back over here. Onua, Wanua, and Nuju find fucking Matoran. The six Matoran requested by Bakama were at last assembled at the Great Temple. There, the Toa Matru discussed everything learned and all that was witnessed and came to a consensus that Akmau was a traitor based on evidence found around the island city. On Onua wanted to seize him straight away, but Makama urged against this action, as they needed the Matoran to instruct them where to find the Great Discs. When they completed their first mission, the Toometru resolved to find the Great Disc, as urged by the Toometru of Fire. Vakama traveled to the fire pits of Toometru with Onua, Nuri, and Akamu. And Akmau? And Akmau. Yeah. He had followed a sign that Nakama deciphered from the inscriptions in the Great Temple about the artifacts. These related to Vakama that relate relayed to Vakama that that to acquire the great disc of the Taometru, he must embrace the root of fire. He and Nuri both knew well what the passage spoke, the fire pits of Taometru, the six great craters that were sources of power, fires that powered the forges of Taometru. Understand? Do you understand what's happening? No. Uh, nothing good. They're, they're trying to get the great discs. Yeah? That makes sense? Sure. No, nah, uh -huh. not sure. Yes. Yes. You fucking. It's Joe, I swear to God. <laughs> do you? I do. We are at 27 minutes now. Minus the four minutes we've lost. That'll put us roughly at 25 minutes, because I can probably do math, maybe. Um, Joe, where can they find you on the internet? He did that math wrong. I don't um, give a shit. <laughs> you can find me on 
Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of Joe, I do other podcasts, they exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Rev Rye Bread. That's Rev like Reverend Rye Bread or like Rye Bread. You can also find me another podcast by me in your podcast feed this morning. If you type in Digi Mondays, me and Nora Blake do a not hostile podcast where we talk about Digimon tamers. <laughs> um, I'm also you know over at Interstitial AP. What are you mumbling? Speak up. I said you want me on it at some point, which means it'll be hostile eventually. It'll be really good. Uh, God. If you want episodes of this show early, you can go to Digimon... No. You can go to patreon.com slash alien happy hour. And you'll get episodes Digimon.com Digimon.com slash whomst. Um, you can get these episodes a week early. Um, our Our theme music will be changing. I haven't figured out to what yet. Um, so fucking rolling by Limp Biscuit. Yep, they said, "Hey, you probably should have something that's not copyrighted." And I was like, "Rolling by Limp Biscuit, got it. <laughs> Better than music from a dead franchise, <laughs> of music from a dead genre." Uh, uh, you can talk about the show so hashtag BBNB on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Um, hey Joe, do you want Toa? God damn it. Hey, Joe. Do you want Toa? We're not doing this, Riley. Toa what? I, I refuse. Toa these nuts? Liwa got Norin. We'll be here next week. Same Toa time. Same Toa channel. Crack open a cold one with the boy onicles. You fucked that up. You fucked everything up. I don't think I did. I think I fucking crushed it. Eh. Agree to disagree. I think we just agree <laughs> to disagree. No. Mm. You just said what I said, but you made it sound like you were crazy. But I. Hey, everyone, this is Riley using my onboard mic to tell you this new theme is brought to you by Matt Lee at Nice With Your Music. Go check them out, because their music is good!